Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Whoa, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through, so you sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply. Podcasting is therapy for me. I mean, I really don't do it for no other reason because I just like being honest and and telling my truth in hopes that it'll help people be more transparent and honest about what it is they like, what it is they love, what it is they hate. I mean, if we can't be honest with ourselves, then what the fuck are we doing? You are now listening to The Reality Is. What up, world? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is. You thought I was about to leave you off. Wait, just give, just give it a second. Give it a second. I know you ready. Just give it one second. What up, world? This is Anthony Roberts. <laughs> And Artesia. Host and co-host of The Reality Is, where Filter Becomes Extinct. Today's episode of The Reality Is is brought to you by Spreaker. So listen to the world's trendiest podcast or create your own on Spreaker. This episode is also brought to you by Take Action Apparel and Gear, the brainchild of actor Gabriel Silva to stand up through bullying, uh, stand up against bullying through fashion and accessories that let you be you. You can... Uh, Help out this cause or yes. be a patron of this cause by going to www.takeactiongear.com and purchase something to support the cause. So I'm a little bit sick today, so I'm out of breath. You want to read this last one for me? Today's episode is also brought to you by the W brand, where the motto is all wins, no losses. So go support the brand by going to www.thewbrand.com. Cool. And we got a lot of other uh, promotional stuff and advertising that we're going to be doing later. Um in the year mm-hmm. So I kind of ex- feel like The more we get We're going to have to Break them up Because we just did Like three in a row Legit yeah, But we broke it up By your voice Okay I don't know why You don't read more Of them anyway I mean I will I see you got your Your eyebrows do look nice Now that I see them today mm-hmm. and Like I'm looking directly That's good Thank you Do you want to talk about that <laughs> We I mean I mean I just, I th- Okay dope. so I've been Contemplating getting my eyebrows Tattooed on mm-hmm. um, Ever since Megan Good did hers If quite they frankly. can make it look at like If they can make it look like that But that's this the thing is a This is a test run um, I went to her yesterday mm-hmm. And I let her do the tent but So this they, will last two weeks Can they make it like a permanent tent though The reason I say that is because The tent looks more natural to me Even with making good as fine as she is As pretty as you are mm-hmm. It's like if when it's tattooed, it's harder. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be harder in the beginning. And actually, I'm not doing full-fledged tattooing. When I go back, I'm doing microblading. Okay. So that's semi-permanent because it'll only last for three years okay. as opposed to being stuck with brows, like I, tattooed brows for a lifetime. I think you should And I'm so that. nervous. I know but, you are. Um, yesterday was but a trial But you said that's going to last for how long? This will last for two weeks. And how much did that cost? 
Oh, this was only like $20. Well, shit, you might as well just do that. I know, but I'm to the point now. Like, I've literally had to draw my eyebrows or fill them in. For um, years. For years. Nigga, because my, my eyebrows late. are very light. And you made us late for so many dinners. No, I did. It right. only takes me 15 minutes. Well, I remember I used to crack jokes on you, and I still do sometimes. Because I'd be like, were well, you lazy today? Were yeah. Well, like, and now it's been worse. Up. Like, lately it's been worse because I'm just so tired of doing it every day. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for a more permanent solution. Um, And so I went yesterday. I'm really happy with the outcome i'm hoping that the microblading turns out um just as well as this did and i would really like for you to get somewhere <laughs> and sit down <laughs> so why she's saying that she wants me to get somewhere and sit down is because when we just started the podcast she's drinking um champagne prosecco out of a bottle like a hoodlum and i'm sipping on a hot toddy <laughs> because i'm trying to um you know recover from being sick on this week if you can't tell by my voice <clears throat> i'm a little short of breath so if i'm short of breath and you um hear me talking slow or breathing like a fat person oh. um, is because I do feel fat. Okay. Because I cannot That's fucking That's a side effect of it. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That's what, I, you know, when you take a lot of medicine and shit, mm-hmm. you know, you it's a couple of things that happen. You become impotent. Oh, okay. Sometimes, depending. Because remember that one time we were together? Yeah. And you was like, are you not turned on by me no more? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you? I was like, I didn't really want to address. I was used to that. I was like, I really don't want to address this issue, but I was like, I'm flaccid than the motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'm taking so much motherfucking medicine, my dick don't even work. And that shit bothered me because you know, and other girls that I've been with in my lifetime in dating, yeah. it's like, I ain't never got a soft dick. Yeah. And it the was, wind could blow the wrong fucking yeah. way. And it's like, whoop. I, and I talked I about it on the And I talked about it on the podcast one time, and I've told people, I was like, I didn't even wear slacks. Mm-hmm. Because the, the the material of the slacks is so sensitive mm-hmm. and soft that when it hits my penis and rubs it, it's like a woman slightly caressing that motherfucker. <laughs> and he and it's like the dick be like, huh? Somebody say something? <laughs> so it's like, I don't you even... You wonder why people be talking about you got big dick energy. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> that shit is crazy, too. Shout out to, to people who, <laughs> I, you know... <laughs> It's so crazy because it's like I told you I was like people literally gonna have people walking around here thinking I got like a ten or an eleven inch dick, mm-hmm. and that is not the case. I do not have a ten inch dick. <laughs> I am proud of what I do have mm-hmm. because like uh, what's the nigga saying? Nigga, uh, Liam Neeson when he be oh, like, yeah. but what I do have the particular set of skills that I do have, yes. they gonna get the job done, my nigga. <laughs> so we good here. I want to give you wanted to give a shout out. We got an email and you've been getting this email from this guy well, in California for it, a minute. It started out in June. Okay. We got an email of someone expressing an interest, basically just kind of telling us how much we have inspired his generation yeah. and how much he admires the work that we do. And he is in school right now. Yeah. I think he's getting some kind of film degree yeah, or film something. Yeah, film production. Yeah. And he's about to graduate. And he was saying that, you know, he really wanted to work with us. So yeah. I kind of, you know... Um, gave him a few words of advice yeah. or whatever and I told him I asked him some questions about you know how, what role he could see himself in yeah. and if he had any work he has his own um, slot on a local radio station out of California shout out to him because that's where he's based do we know his name his first yeah, name his name is Dev Dev we'll call him Dev Dev I, you know I haven't talked to you you've been talking to Artesia but uh-huh. I wanted to say bro from the emails that I've read and the things that she has said about you she speaks highly of you mm-hmm. so and I, I don't even like I've never even met him but I just appreciate you the don't fact speak highly he, of just anybody no though. I don't I appreciate the fact that he's been consistent like the questions that I asked him and the things that I asked him for yeah um he replied back you know because he was out on summer break yeah. so he was like well when I get back to school I'll be able to you know <laughs> shoot some of this over to 
you. Yeah. And sure enough, like last week, mm-hmm. I got the follow up email. Efficient and it's one and of those effective. things where I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to hear from this dude again. Yeah. But when I saw him in my inbox, I was like, and I, I talk so about proud. it all the time. We got niggas right here in town. We can't get to do that. Say they want to work thing. with us, but don't do shit. And don't get shit on. And then when we do work with them, they don't get shit on time. They don't do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And then you have to give them passes because the shit came in so late that you have to give them passes. And the crazy let me let me, thing let me say this it? though before you really get into that. Okay. This is the thing about me. If you cross me, if you don't handle business, I may not use your name, but I'm definitely gonna speak on it. Because it's a teaching moment. And if you get offended by that, I really don't give a shit because I mean, it, when somebody addresses you, you should just stop dropping the ball. This is another thing I want to talk to people wait about. Wait you getting sidetracked. You're, you're right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> so I, I got so much shit I want to talk about, but go ahead. You're right. The one thing that I did want to highlight about Dev I like that shit, is Dev. the fact that um, a lot of times when we meet people out of state, we always offer to go and, you know, Visit we initiate them. the first meeting. Yeah. We go. Because I was just about to say, we need to go to L.A. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been saying I want to go to L.A. because I want to go to, shout out to Jason Ferguson. He's always at this the spot. Homie. The Joint that I want to go to because the vibes always seem yeah, lit there. So it like it's like the library used to be here yes. in Dallas like five years ago. Exactly. But anyways, we always initiate the first meetup. So this young man was so passionate enough to say, "Hey, I can actually fly there Good to God meet you, and I would be willing to relocate once I graduate Bless to work you. with you guys." Bless you, Dev. Like, oh my God. Now this is. Can I say this? Yeah. I talked. I've been talking to people about this, and I want to talk about. I'm telling you right now, people going to get mad. This is like a sermon. You know when you get ready to preach. This is, you know what? I will take on the title of a pastor or a leader in what I'm about to say. Because how many times, y'all know when you go to church and you know you've been doing wrong, but nobody has told you you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's somehow it's like the pastor says or he has a sermon. He'd be like, this is going to touch somebody today and it's going to make some people mad. Mm-hmm. This message is going to touch somebody today and it's about to make some people mad. The people that makes mad, I don't give a fuck. You just need to get your shit together. So when you create some kind of barter system or agreement, this is the thing. Take me to the king. Take me to the king. Oh, my God. So when you create these things, now this is no shade. This is just real shit. It's, a, it's, it's literally a learning moment. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing negative to say about people, but I do have teaching moments, and this is a teaching moment. Anytime an agreement has been put together, you need to read that agreement. The agreement mm-hmm. saves you. You need to read anything. You need to read anything. Like, a you, book, you a could, piece of paper, a receipt. Yeah. You need to read everything thoroughly. Friendship has nothing no. to do with anything when it comes to business. And I've, you guys heard me talk about this on the podcast before. I had a feature, my first business partner before me and Artesia became business partners didn't read Legit the agreement. Business partners. Yeah, he did not have an. He, I, I, you drew up the agreement. Mm-hmm. I read it and told you the things that I wanted to be in it. Mm-hmm. You reread it. You sent it to him. I asked him for any additions <clears throat> or revisions yeah. that he thought, and were. he just signed it. Mm-hmm. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I'm a dope dude. I think I'm a trustworthy guy, mm-hmm. but you still need to read a contract. Mm-hmm. You need to read an agreement. When a barter system is, I do something for you, you do something for me. You benefit me, I benefit you. Mm-hmm. And then after a certain period of time, if you have any kind of contract or agreement, it shouldn't be permanent. Mm-hmm. It should be for like a year or two years, and then you come back and you revisit yeah. the terms. Because you start in different phases. Exactly. Like you grow, you evolve, yeah. so things change. They things need change. to be changed in writing. But if you have not read an agreement, then you don't know anything about that, which means you can mis- you can misspeak mm-hmm. and say something out of, what's out, the, of term. out of terms that don't need to be said. Mm-hmm. This is another thing. The era I grew up in, and I talked to a couple of old heads this, this week, and I said, this is the example I gave. If you gave, if let's just say you, if you mm-hmm. gave me a car, if I didn't have a car, mm-hmm. 
and you gave me a car to get back and forth to work so I don't lose my job. Old head, 70s, the 80s, the 90s, even the 90s. Mm-hmm. If you do that for me, I feel like I am forever indebted to you. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say forever indebted to you, that doesn't mean that you get to do whatever the fuck you want to do and use me how you see fit when mm-hmm. you want. But if, if if you gave me a car when I didn't have one and you said, hey, all I want you to do is every now and again, I got my kids during the week or whatever on the weekend. Sometimes can you, you know, if I got to be somewhere, can you drop the kids off? Mm-hmm. That may last a year. Yeah. Now, even after a year, the person who donates something to you as a barter agreement shouldn't abuse it either. Yeah. But if you ask me to do that, I'm going to do that mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Now, as long as it's not abused, old school, when you gave somebody something, they felt like they were forever oh, yeah. indebted to you. And they felt and like, they, you know they what? They told that. Like, they, they told, told everybody, everybody every chance they get, oh, this, this dude helped me person, out, this girl helped me out, out. they did know. this, they did that. You don't, you don't drive a car and then say, and help out the kids and do whatever and say, well, you know what? I've been driving this car for a year. I think you should just let me have this shit and maybe give me something else. It's going to be like, that person, you would probably look at me and be like, nigga, I gave you a car when you had no car. Yeah. That car helped you get a job. It and helped again, you make more money. It helped you're you make- coasting off the fact that you gave this person a car. Exactly. It's just, the, it's just saying, yeah, you should Yeah, you shouldn't feel like after a year you feel like I need more from you or maybe you give me another car. Can you put some wheels on this fucking car? Mm-hmm. I gave you a and car. And if something happens to the car or you need something for the car. That's on you. Yeah. And then when you do a barter system, me giving you that car should be me giving you that car to help you get a job and help you better yourself. Mm-hmm. So if I've given you something and it took your business or your shit up to another level, mm-hmm. that you're welcome. So barter agreements, people need to look up the definition. People need to make sure they read contracts. People need to make sure they and do don't feel, what they say they're going to do. And then don't in feel business, threatened that's when I'm, it's time to sit back something. down and review and revise the agreement. That's a part of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you come from. Like, I know one thing I used to be nervous about when I first moved to Dallas. I was like, how am I, how's my country ass going to fit in here? Mm-hmm. I fit in just well because my mentality adapted. Mm-hmm. My mentality changed. And the people that I did business with taught me things and I listened and I read everything. Yeah. You came over here this morning before we did this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're making some I have mo- something that I'm working you on. You have some things you're working on. I have some things involves, I'm working on. And it, it involves, involves the our business. business. Yeah. And so I told you that I was going to bring you the paperwork so you can sign off on it. And now, even though I'm listen a. Listen, though, baby. Let, let's go this, though. Okay. When I talk, and yes, I said baby for the motherfuckers who listening who keep wondering where I we are. I was like, somebody gonna hear that. I don't give a two shits <laughs> and a rat's ass because you know what? You, I still use terms of endearment to you sometimes because that's how dope and close we are. Mm-hmm. So back to the regular schedule programming. When you brought that over here, you told me what the paperwork was. You told mm-hmm. me what the documents were. I've been knowing you like eight years. We were together for six years. We've mm-hmm. been in business for about three years together. Mm-hmm. I told you. I said, okay, that's cool. Tell me what it is. You told me about what it was, mm-hmm. and you was like, I just need you to sign right here. I said, well, not saying I don't trust you no, I, said, but I wouldn't you? expect anything else because i'm gonna do the same thing exactly. i was raised to read before you signed so i took those papers mm-hmm. i set my ass on the couch for about five minutes and mm-hmm. i said let me review the documents before i sign them not that i don't trust you mm-hmm. but i need to know what's get what i'm getting into and if something comes down the line with the texas business associations or whatever when that shit comes up i need to know what i'm getting myself into mm-hmm. that's how you do business yeah now that's how you drive next time <laughs> that's how you drive <laughs> Shout out to Mike Lyra and Will Smith, yes. man. They're the same person, one and one. <laughs> so I wanted to give a personal shout out, man. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Perfect Race Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ran by a white guy, and people are probably like, "Why are you saying white guy?" Because it's so because it's so much narratives being created between and, and yes, divisiveness I mean. being mm-hmm. trying to be created between black and white. It always has been. But I thought it was dope because this guy reached out and he was like, Hey, dope podcast, dope page. Um, he asked me for a little advice. I gave it to him. You know, he was like, wow, 
like not only did you respond, you responded in an effective and efficient time frame. Mm -hmm. He was like, I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And literally, I just met him yesterday on Instagram and we've been talking back and forth, giving each point, each other pointers yeah. on how to be better. I think so many people are used to like when you look at somebody and you're like, oh, wow, they look like they got their shit together. Yeah. Sometimes you reach out to these people. They don't respond or yep. they're they are reluctant to give you mm -hmm. information as far as how to help you get to where they I'm are. I'm like Dame Dash. I'm an OG. I'm going to get away the game. Yeah. I don't mind giving away the game because somebody gave some of the game to me. Exactly. Did 90% of the research. You did the, well, I did with podcasting, I did about 70, 60, 60% 60 of the research mm -hmm. and you did 40. Mm -hmm. And you did the 40% on the business end and I did the 60% on how to get certain things yeah. going and, go, you know, and equipment and, and stuff like that. that. It's a partnership. Yeah. And I wanted to say, I don't know his real name, but Perfect Trace Podcast, man, I want to give you a shout out. You guys go check out his page. I think he's just starting. He said he should have started this podcast game a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, I appreciate you, brother, for giving me some insight, giving me some foresight into things about podcasting and business that I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I tell you this it's all the time. It's good to have a fresh set of eyes. It doesn't matter that he just started. You it know, doesn't his matter life what his race is. is something that's Period. totally different. That's, that's so true. Yeah. And I think, like I said, in business, you have to learn to work together. And even with us being a black owner, business mm -hmm. I've had so many people come to us and be like why don't you have white people working for you and it's like it's not that I don't want it mm -hmm. some of them are just scared or they move mm -hmm. away or they feel like because of the divisiveness that's being built in this country mm -hmm. around this time shout out to Hannah shout out to her yeah. Hannah G like she comes and gives me a lot of insight mm -hmm. and she's from London Mm -hmm. And I tell all the time, use that London accent to get you far over here in America because motherfuckers yeah. over here love accents. Yeah. But the point of the thing is, good white people, thank you. Good black people, thank you. Good mm -hmm. Mexicans, thank you. Good whatever good race you are, good people, general. period. Yes. Thank you. That's what they're going to name the podcast, good people, thank you. Mm -hmm. Because without good people still doing good things and being genuine and authentic in this world, the world would be way more fucked up than it is right now. Mm -hmm. Moving on to Jeffrey Owens, man. You want to take this one? Yes, so I get, I think it was a black girl that spotted him black working people, at the. It be your own people. It be your own people. Just she wanted a little bit of shine and didn't even realize that shit probably went <laughs> on a world a totally star and it took turn. a total. Uh, yes. Got to be quicker than that. <laughs> so yeah, she spotted him uh, bagging groceries at the Trader Joe's and put it on social and was basically like people. But you got to give Jeffrey Owens is the he was the oh yeah he husband was, of. Uh, shit on the Cosby yeah. show. What what was the daughter's name? I can't. The remember. oldest daughter. Yeah, he was he, her husband. He was her husband, and yeah, he played on the Cosby show. Yes. Ahead. So Elvin on the yeah. Cosby show. <laughs> so uh, she shot. She's spotted him at Trader Joe's. Whatever. Posted it on social. Basically, was trying took to a picture right in his face while exactly. he was racking her groceries and her food. You yeah. bitch, you was trying to shame him for working at the Trader Joe's. I don't know about her, but most actors that I know. They, get they do work odd-end jobs until they in make between it. gigs, yeah. you know, to make ends meet because they're out there chasing their dreams. Yeah. And you, when you talk about him, like, he graduated from Yale. He like, this is not somebody that just, yeah. Clearly, yeah, he was this. working his job to, like, this good, honest work. Yeah. So, shout out to Tyler Perry. Before uh, you even say that, Mark, Mark you got to back me up on this. I When I saw that story, I said somebody like Issa Rae or... Uh, is it Mara Brock Akil uh -huh. or whatever her or Tyler Perry I said somebody gonna call this dude to oh, give him a job it's gonna be did Tyler. not say that though so yeah, as I heard you it. did but you knew it was gonna be Tyler Perry so anyways I was reading an article and they were saying that he actually had to quit Trader Joe's because of all the publicity mm -hmm. that they were receiving yep. as a result of this social media mayhem yep. so Tyler Perry you know offered him a job I think I saw an update saying that he had accepted it so I'm I'm excited to see what you know what role he puts him in but I think we need to go to to take this another way 
Mm-hmm. We need to respect people who work. Period. Yes, honest work. You could. If you like, didn't have trash men, imagine mm-hmm. the. Tra- I don't even want to walk my trash down right now to the fucking first floor to dump it. These <laughs> and when we go down there, with the times you went with me since I moved here, mm-hmm. it sh- it smells like shit. All to be damned. And like. they literally deal with this shit, inhale this shit, mm-hmm. take care of this shit for you. And shout out to their families because they come home smelling like this smelling shit. Smelling like shit. You got to think about the people who bag your groceries. Motherfucker, you could be bagging your own groceries. You yes. know how tedious it is on that little ass counter to do self-checkout mm-hmm. when you got a whole lot of fucking groceries? All the people like in the service industry, I think about my my housekeeper. Yeah. Like, it's stuff that I do. I don't you know, like sticking I, my hand in the toilet bowl exactly. cleaning my own shit out the and toilet bowl. And she does it so willingly. Yeah. Like, and loves it Cutting grass Shout out to the Mexicans Cutting grass yes. Building bridges Building walls <laughs> Not building walls put Painting houses Painting Like they do the shit That we don't want to do Like yes. I've heard so many White people in America Especially in the South These these Mexicans Are taking our jobs Nigga you ain't you gonna do That to do fucking that job. job You piece of shit I have seen people Literally they um, Have had You know successful careers They may have gotten Laid off Or whatever They refuse to take A lesser paying job Refuse Just because They are so you And I understand You're used to a certain But if you are laid I'm off not right Like now. my granny used to say Something It, it beats a goose egg uh, like, Slow motion is better Than no motion Maybe that'll be the name of the podcast. Slow motion is better than exactly. no motion. But that's the thing because I just put a I just put a post on Instagram this past week and it was when we and you were together and we went to New Orleans mm-hmm. and I literally was broke. Mm-hmm. Like you got me to New Orleans. You got I the did. room. And that was like hell because you were so, like you are you're very prideful. Mm-hmm. So you were like, I don't want you to pay for it, blah, blah, blah. I did but not want to. But we go. like we just needed to be like yeah, we needed, we needed to a break at that time. Yeah. yeah. So. And you pay for the room, you pay for the food, you pay for the trip. Uh-huh. And, like, I literally felt like less of a man. And mm-hmm. then even the camera that I had that we were taking pictures with, uh-huh. you had bought that camera yeah. for me previously for a birthday. And even in that moment, I didn't talk to you, but I was like, I want to start my own business. Like, I don't always want to be this way. Mm-hmm. And I think when we went to New Orleans, that trip was the time that we met Flopa, the homeless guy. Yeah, it was. He was so fucking nice. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I have a picture, and I may post a picture after the podcast, but I put my arms around him talking to him. He reeked. Mm-hmm. But I didn't give a shit because he was and so that's nice what made him and he was so, so knowledgeable because yeah. he was like, "Here you are talking to me." You yeah, know? he did say that. He was like, "You talking to me?" And I'm thinking in my head, "I'm really homeless, my nigga. I stay with my mom. I got a place to stay." Yeah. But I mean, you, I was still homeless. I had no money in my bank account. I had no job. Mm-hmm. Not to be funny, at the, it was a period. Of, it was a period of six months to a year. Well, let's be real. You carried me, mm-hmm. and that's that was hard to say then, but it's it's easy to say now because I appreciate you. For those things Because you never looked at me And said oh he's less than a man He's mm-hmm. this he's that You remembered the times Of us first dating And like I've always told people You've always made more money than me mm-hmm. But I never let you lift a finger For like the first three or four years Of our relationship I know right And then you took care of me When I fell Because mm-hmm. I mean that's what it's about That's what you're supposed to do That's what any relationship Or partnership is supposed to be Yeah But Jeffrey Owens man I want to say congratulations To whatever your new phase in life is Shout out to Tyler Perry For giving him a, a, a job And whoever the black woman I don't know about woman, y'all But Tyler Perry started I, I was he was always a little questionable, questionable to me yeah. but with this beard yeah. he, he, he didn't step this game up you are so crazy he, he does it. look handsome <laughs> Jesus Christ just, is he gay or not like, that's what I'm saying he was always a little questionable but I, with this beard I just Why I, does beard, I saw him at Aretha's funeral a beard like, changes things it does maybe that'll be the name of the podcast it, a beard changes things it increases things. your stock like yeah. <laughs> 
It's so crazy you say it increases your stock. I remember a story <laughs> when I first started getting my dreads done. Yes. And I remember the girl when she was doing my hair, I think it was about two years in, so they were getting long. And mm-hmm. she was like, she was like, Oh, I bet you. She's like, You're handsome. And she's like, I bet you get so much pussy with your hair. I was like, I was getting pussy before these dreads. Yeah. Don't get it twisted now. <laughs> Let's be for real. I didn't even I wasn't even able to start growing a beard till about you know this. Oh, till yeah. about three years ago. Had that baby face. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I just used to have a little goatee and a mm-hmm. little hair on my chin. And I told her, I was like, hey, I've been getting it in. I've been down since this been down. Do you know who I Do am? Do you know who the fuck you talking to? Ah, <laughs> whips pussy. <laughs> Man, we're going to take a quick break. I got to blow my fucking nose. You listen to The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct, and we'll be right back. man we back sorry about that break had to like i say blow my nose and get myself back on track we wanted to you know what i was talking to a guy i worked the other day and this next segment we're about to talk about is how white people need diversity training they also Mm -hmm. need to know when to mind their own business exactly so i've been at work when i'm at work it's two types to my job Mm -hmm. so when we being in project management it's me and then it's like sales rep have to follow up after things that we do Mm -hmm. so i remember talking to some of my clients and i was like hey do you ever get a chance to talk with your sales rep and it was like nah and it was like, they never show up. And I'm like, they're supposed to show up once a month. It was mm-hmm. like, they never show up. Now, if I was white, most white people, in my opinion, and that I've seen in my experiences. Get them on the horn. They go. Tell yeah, everybody. They go. T- they want to go tell the manager. And it's like, <laughs> I don't believe in snitching, dry snitching, mm-hmm. no types of snitching on people when it comes to work, because everybody needs a job. Mm-hmm. Now, if it directly affects me several times to where I'm starting to feel the heat for something that you're not doing, mm-hmm. then it's still a way that you go about doing it. And I know it's been times where I have somewhat dry snitched, mm-hmm. but it's because it starts to reflect on me when I know that it's not me that's not doing the job. Mm-hmm. So even when I did it, it was kind of like, hey, you may want to check on so-and-so. I don't know if they're sick or may need some more yeah. assistance in some kind of way. Can you check on them and make sure they're good? It's that's not how like, I, oh, this nigga ain't doing this, his job. Yeah, he he needs to and white was, people yeah. seem, when they talk, it seems like they'll, why are y'all so scared of everything? Why when a black people person speaks with confidence or some they're kind of base in their voice, you intimidated, you think it's an argument, you think mm-hmm. they're debating. No, motherfucker, we are just sheer in where we stand mm-hmm. and what we do. And I remember talking to my manager and I was like, hey, I think we need some diversity training. They was like, whoa, where did race come in? I was like, this ain't got nothing to do with race, my nigga. This is just about <laughs> different morals. Whoa, because whoa, what do you have, mean about morals? His morality is just a different fucking code. Yeah. You can explain that code. Can you break that down? Code one for me is we mind our own fucking business. Exactly. I'm here to do my job and go home. That's I'm not paycheck. worried about what's going on with your life outside of work. No. It doesn't matter. I don't have me. to eat lunch with you. Uh-uh. I, I don't do have to attend the company luncheon. None of that. Whatever. If, if you it, want me to there, you better say it's mandatory. Because yeah. otherwise, I'm I, not coming. That's my lunch hour. I'm going to do what I want to do. And why is it like that? White people will give you a choice. And if yeah. you don't make the decision that they think you should make, mm-hmm. then they, they start They try to coming. force you. And it's like, I had a situation you can't force like me. That. Slavery has been over a long time ago. Yeah. I had a situation like that a couple of weeks ago, actually. They were doing a going away lunch for one of the employees that was leaving. He had been there for like 10 years. A nigga you this don't was know. not an employee that I interacted with. When I did interact with him, he was very dry. It was not somebody I chose to spend my time with. So yeah. when they announced the luncheon, I politely declined to attend. Yeah. Well, they kept asking me, are you coming? Are you co-? I said no. Yeah. I said what I said. I meant it. I I'm not going to be it. there. Ten toes down. So then um, I get to work one day and this is like maybe about three days before the luncheon mm-hmm. is scheduled. So a lady from the back office, she comes up and she's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that you should probably go to the luncheon because if you don't, um, you're going to have to stay and answer the phones. I, Say said, what, bitch? I said, I'm not going to the luncheon 
and I'm not going to say answer the phones. I said because no one was going to be here anyways if I was going. And that's my lunch hour. I get to decide what I want to do with my lunch. And, and I can say this because sense. I do my work. You and do for one, job. I'm in a management position. How you going to tell me I'm going to stay and answer the phones? Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. And that's what's so crazy about it because it's like, mind your fucking business. Exactly. Like, and then, so when I didn't show up that day, you you saw the fallout. Yeah. I had people calling me from work, like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, So I didn't show up. They were outside in the parking lot looking for my car. Why is it such a big deal? White people, you're not the fucking they were police. Like, well, why doesn't she come? Why doesn't she participate? And then we had a, another situation where an older white man decided to take it up on himself to say that, oh, if she doesn't come to the lunch, she shouldn't participate in the Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then the, the guy was like, oh, well, the only reason why they come because it's myself and another black girl in the yeah. office mm-hmm. and we don't go. Yeah. But she was like, he was like, oh, the only reason why they come is because we give them free stuff. Motherfucker, your dumb ass don't realize that this lunch was free and yeah. I turned it down. But this is the funny thing about it. Not even that. White people take more free shit than anybody <laughs> I know. Sitting back when, waiting on When it. we talk about statistics, statistics show that white people have the largest number of welfare. Yep. Food and stamps, any, and food all of that. And any kind of assistance. And for you house nigga ass motherfuckers who will say, well, it's more of them than it is us, still break down the percentages and it is still higher if not a balance or even scale. Mm-hmm. With who gets it mm-hmm. So for all you mother And then let's go back To affirmative action And what else you get From something that was Deemed for minorities Exactly Affirmative action Was deemed for minorities And women But when you read it It talks about For minorities And women mm-hmm. Minorities can be Men And women So if you look Under the underlining Women That's talking about White women Because back in those days too White women white Didn't women have a voice ain't shit To their men No so yeah, and, and and let's break that down. When she say they ain't shit, she ain't meaning they ain't shit. It means that white men some treat of them, just them ain't shit, true. But then you have some of them where what she's saying is white men still treat women like they are nothing. Uh, yeah. So I've even heard so many white men, even I mean white women on my social media page and women that I know, they be like, I married a white man. He's a good man. She was like, but I despise a lot of white men because mm-hmm. they think. Everything belongs or revolves around them, and a lot of these motherfuckers is soft mm-hmm. and weak. Mm-hmm. And I've heard white. This is from white women. Why do you black? Why do you? If you white, why do you date black men? They're strong. It's something different about mm-hmm. them. It's a swag. It's this and that. The same reasons that black women love black men, white women love black men. But the difference is, white women don't understand black men exactly, and they never can. Speaking of white women and black men, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> like. If you are a black man that's dating a white woman, I think we've had this. This is an age old okay. discussion. It is okay. I have to do no so. problems yes. with you dating whoever you want to date. If this, if the love mm-hmm. is real, you like it. I love it. We good. If the love is but real, do you say not. That's the name of the pot. If the love is real, <laughs> but do not act like you are better in any kind of way, or white women are better than us. I was coming over to your place this morning mm-hmm. so that we could do the podcast. Yep. Uh, was getting ready to get on the elevator. It was a black guy, young black guy. Holding the elevator for his girl, yeah. whoever she was. Um, she was she had a fat ass for a white girl. Mm-hmm. I give her that. But he proceeds to look over his shoulder, like look back at me and give me a look like, Yeah, you see it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she got a fat ass. Okay. What else? Can she run a business? Does she got a backbone? Who knows? Who knows? What else is it? 
But the thing for, about he, me. for him to feel like that, clearly some kind of insecurity. It's an insecurity or, on him because I've dated white women, will date a white woman again. I've always been sideways about marrying one because mm-hmm. for me, I want a chocolate son and I cannot get that from dating or marrying mm-hmm. a white woman or having a mixed baby. Nothing against white people at all. I love white women. I love black women. I love all women. Mm-hmm. There's no at any time for no nigga. I don't care if you've even been treated wrong by a black woman because you can't speak for that one wrong incident and generalize all black women for that. Because for me personally, I've never dated a black woman that I couldn't speak highly of. Mm-hmm. Just because it didn't work doesn't mean that and I still, still can't speak highly of that woman. Even if the situation was like really bad, most black women are not going to do something to you that's going to put you in danger like on a grand scale. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And like I say all white the time, women, if, a white, if a white woman lies on your ass, that could be your life. If yeah. a black woman lies on your ass, you may get in trouble. It's a slap on the wrist in police terms. I have uh, an acquaintance Sometimes. at work that literally got somebody discharged from the military on a dishonorable discharge mm-hmm. because their relationship didn't work out. And I'm like, what? Yep. Like, who has time? Like, she's she printed out 40 page worth of text messages Why? and sent them to the military to get them to get him reviewed and get him discharged. Like, that's so now so that's far. forever on his record. Yeah. Like, and you know, a dishonorable discharge that's that you can't you do nothing don't with nobody, that. And, and any don't nobody even touch you. A public don't respect you. Exactly. Yeah. See, that, all of that shit that's going too fucking far. Yeah. And my mom always tells me like, well, what's what? Literally, what has happened? Um, with the shooting that happened across the street. What was this guy's name? So Botham. Botham Sean Jen. Botham Sean John. Yeah, that's like what that. I was about to say. I think it's John. Botham Shim John. Yeah. I think that's what it is. So basically what happened was right across the street, so my apartments are called Southside on something. Mm-hmm. And then this apartment is called Southside something. Mm-hmm. So I remember when this guy got shot, he was shot by a white woman police officer. It's a black man. Mm-hmm. And what happened was <clears throat> the lady, the cop, <laughs> She said that she went to her apartment and it was so many stories, first of all. She said she went to her apartment, couldn't get in. Somebody answered the door. She shot him. But that ain't how the story started. It was she walked into her apartment and she recognized it was somebody. She entered the wrong apartment, apartment. thought the guy was an intruder and shot him. But you can't enter the wrong apartment in this instance because you have to have a key file. And the next door neighbor did a whole video. He went to the guy's door. He turned it. He was like, it'll show you a red light. If you ever been to a hotel, Mm -hmm. you have a key file. You stick it in the door. It'll show you a red light Mm -hmm. or a key card showing you, you cannot enter because this is not your After that was saying that she was trying to get in. Uh-huh. He opened the door because he heard and something she at shot the door, and she shot him. So clearly, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, was this somebody that he knew, mm-hmm. or or did she just want to do this and yeah. come and to why find not out? Shoot him in the leg. Yes, come shoot to find out, foot. she was on the even on the wrong floor. So it's like, how do you how do you get so many different things? Now wrong? I'll, be, I'll tell you this: I have walked because you've been. I think you've done this too. I know people who came to my old apartment; they got off on the wrong floor because the shit does look the same. Yeah, but they recognized and you'd be like, oh, I'm in the wrong place because you even the hallway. Like what I can still say now When I went to the second floor In my old apartment building mm-hmm. It was no placemats outside It really wasn't nothing mm-hmm. on the wall When I walked you know, out the third like When I right. walked out the third floor I knew it was my floor Because the second door On the third floor Had an S mm-hmm. thing Hanging on the door On the left side It was always trash On the left side yeah. When you turned the right corner Or on, at the end of the hallway It was these two gay guys yeah, Who so had, they had plants flowers. That's what I'm saying <laughs> yes. So you remember that shit exactly. So bitch come with something else That you telling me about yeah. That you didn't know This was a BS story From the beginning And shout out to social media For having a side of the case because there's no transparency from the black Twitter is <laughs> one thousand and one and oh investigating the shit out of it. They posting everything and it's holding and the DPP accountable. And then um I forgot her name, but 
the the black police chief now the woman yes. she Renee. said that they were about to arrest the woman uh-huh. on friday and the texas rangers came in and said we hold want to off. do our own but yeah. how many times i mean if did we was, get if, the, oblig- and the, if it was the privilege vice, of holding off if i if a white man into my apartment right now and i bust the cap in his motherfucking ass they Yo gonna send me to jail, jail. Off yeah, top. off top. Just like we just saw the video uh, yesterday, I was telling you about it. it was two white women driving a car, mm-hmm. and it was a black kid in the back. And the police stopped them because they had got a report that it was a black man holding two old white ladies hostage. So they stopped the car, made the black kid get out. He was 18 years old, Akil Carter. They made him walk backwards to their car. They proceeded to like walk. He to was the, under the influence. Yeah. So they 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 um they literally got out. They walked to the passenger side of the car and they talked to the white lady. And it was like, so the white lady was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he was like, "Well, we had a report that this and this and that had happened, and he had kidnapped you." She's like, "That's my grandson. Exactly. We just got out of church, and he's going home with us or going back to his dad's and house." And the fact that she told him that was still not enough because they were still having in handcuffs. They set the nigga in the back of the car, and they was like, "What's your name?" He was like, "A kill." The white lady was like, "Spell it." He was like, "A K A K I L." Then yeah. she's like, "What's your middle name?" She was like, "R." Like, like, why what's... you need all yeah. this information? She's like, what's your... But it's not finished. She's like, "What's your last name?" He was like, "C." She's like, "What's your whole last name?" He's like, "Carter." She said, "Spell it." C A R T R. She's like, "What's your dad's name? Where do you live at?" I'm like, "Bitch, the white lady just See, told I you that just was been one... in jail because I'm not answering all these questions I'm because you don't have either. a valid charge. You don't have a valid me. charge. So black I'm not people, answering you these need questions. To know, if they don't have anything Take on you, they cannot pull you over. I'll bail myself out and we'd be good to go. Keep it going. And then the black dude and my attorney gonna kick your ass. And then the white dude said. You know, when he asked the woman, she was like, where did you even hear this from? He was like, well, actually, somebody told us that they saw the black guy in the car in the back seat, and he was holding you guys hostage. Mm-hmm. And then the white cop said it was a black guy who told us that. No, he lying. And it's like, niggas don't even pay attention like he that. He lying. And, and then when he got back to the black kid and was telling the story, he didn't even mention it was a black guy. He just said it was somebody who, it was a pedestrian yeah. who told us that they saw you. And then he was like, he didn't even respond. If anything he was just happens like, okay. with us, we are always guilty until proven innocent. If it's with them, they innocent, innocent until, until proven, proven guilty, guilty, which is the way it's supposed to be but it doesn't work that way all the way across the board. And then for the motherfuckers who will vouch and say police, police, po- fuck the police man. I got homeboys of the police me but too. my true statement is my fuck best, the police. Girl, the police have detective. never done anything from me. This ain't just white cops. This is some black cops too but specifically white cops. Mm-hmm. I've been locked up. I've been in jail. I've been accused. I've been lied on. I feel like Jesus. I've been persecuted. <laughs> like god damn. <laughs> white America will make you feel as a black man you should just, fear for your life when fucking with these motherfuckers yeah. I remember the last time I got stopped for a ticket last year mm-hmm. earlier this year didn't they stop you because they were trying to figure out what your license plate meant literally stopped me because they, <laughs> I was leaving your house yeah. and I remember pl- placing my phone when they pulled me over I placed my phone on the dashboard and I had my other phone for, you know my business phone mm-hmm. and I called my mom and I said hey ma I just got pulled over by the police I'm putting you on speakerphone listen to everything mm-hmm. so when the guy came up to the car he was like hey can you turn it off I was like no the fuck I can't but here go my license and registration exactly. and then I said why Let's did you pull it. me over he was like well you were going about two, mi- two miles two miles over the speed limit and I said well I was getting around another car mm-hmm. because they say the left lane is for passing lane mm-hmm. which means I followed the law mm-hmm. and if a motherfucker's going slow which this person was and I get in the left lane to pass that means I have to speed up to get around that person these are your laws in the state of Texas mm-hmm. I know my motherfucking rights he was like well if I'm being honest he's like I actually stopped you because of your license plate too I have a personalized license plate this mm-hmm. RMG 15 mm-hmm. Roberts Media Group it was established in 2015 mm-hmm. that's what I told him he said so what is that I said I have a media company mm-hmm. he was like oh so how long you been doing that I said sir you, am I getting a ticket yeah like or, a, you know this like, what's, the, what's this random for? shit like I don't need that <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He was like, well, I'm going to let you off with a warning. I said, thank you. And I oh, okay. Moving. The warning that was for something that was... You stopped me because of my license yeah. plate and my tent. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, whole ass nigga. Yeah. Period. I just... 
you know what? Unless you live in America and you're a black person, you just don't get it. Unless yeah. you live in the South this and you're a, a black person, you just don't get it. It is. It and really is. I was talking to one of my homegirls the other day. She's white. And she was like, when was the last time you dated a, a white woman? I was like, man, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I was like, but the thing about a white woman is, I was like, no matter how good or empathetic they are or willing to listen, they will they never understand my story. I said, and the hard part about it is to come home after a hard day and know that you possibly dealt with racism. Mm-hmm. When I come home, when I used to come home to you or come to your place or you came to my place, if I told you about a scenario in which I had experienced some kind of wrongdoing, you understood it. Mm-hmm. With a white woman, you come home and you tell them, they ask you a thousand questions mm-hmm. to understand it, not saying that that's wrong, but sometimes you don't feel like trying to make somebody understand what you're going through. You just want them to get it. And, then and with a white woman, they will worse. never get it. Mm-mm. I think what makes it worse is you have some that just swear up and down that they it get it, and you know it's impossible. It's like impossible you, you, for you can't to get understand. It. You cannot. But you out here perpetrating like Because when do. you tell me, oh, don't be so mad, and it's like, bitch, what are you talking about? Yeah. Or what did you do? What is that? What is that? That's like a kid. <laughs> That's like a kid. That's like your son coming home and, and you and the teacher said he did this and you saying, well, what did you do to deserve that? Mm-hmm. What the fuck do you mean? Yeah. So like I said, again, I'm not against interracial dating. I think it's dope, but just don't act like you understand because unless... <clears throat> I remember one white girl talking to me about something and I said, the only, this is the best thing I could tell you. I said, unless you grew up with your mother telling you stories about her about her mother mm-hmm. uh, saying that we can't use the restroom in here. We mm-hmm. got to go out back. And my mom said that her adopted mother used to carry a Folgers can in her purse mm-hmm. to where my mama or her had to pee. <clears throat> they would have to pee in the Folgers can and dump it out somewhere else because mm-hmm. they were not allowed to use the restroom. Mm-hmm. They had to bring water in like a, a fucking, <clears throat> what are the thing you use to put whiskey in? The flask. The flask. They mm-hmm. would put water in that because they couldn't use white only Mm-hmm. You will Just never like fucking my understand. You telling me how she didn't work for a whole week and earned half a dollar. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Or five cents. Yeah. Like that's fucking crazy. You would never fucking understand. Yeah. You would never understand. And had to understand. catch the street car to work, so she's spending money to go and only getting half a dollar for the week. And our parents used to raise y'all parents' motherfucking kids. Huh. Talk about it. And cook. And, and, clean and encouraging when they was down and out. And for not to be, no, no, <laughs> no. They ain't no. got the staying power that we do. Exactly. No shot to Mexican people, but what we endured as far as house and shit and building shit, y'all just doing what we did 400 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's why we stand with y'all. But yeah. some of y'all motherfucking Mexicans, they especially, out of hand. especially white, especially Americanized Mexicans, because even real Mexicans don't like Americanized Mexicans Hell because no. Americanized Mexicans are damn near a white person. Mm-hmm. They don't think nothing worse is than wrong. A white person. They worse than a motherfucking white person because you think you belong when they calling you a spick and everything else behind your motherfucking back. They don't even know to call you Mexican and not Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Y'all better wake the fuck up because this is motherfucking America. And see, it's times like these when you have to. Because I grew up my even though my grand my great grandmother grew up in that time. Yeah, she always raised me to know that there's good in every race. And that's the and point. it's so hard because it seems like it's getting more and more difficult to keep reminding yourself that there is good in every race. But I'm telling you this though, I'm sick of black people having to apologize for white mistakes. Yes, because the uh, Botham and oh, Shimja, his mother. Yeah, like she his was mother like, was like, I'm a I Christian. Just, I will forgive. I will forgive her. I but, just want her to tell the truth. And it's like, fuck and forgiveness. Like, man, man, this bitch can get butt fucked and raped in jail for right all I give a fuck. I'm sorry, that's aggressive, but it's like, only thing, just like back in the times and, and Malcolm X days and shit, it was like, the, we always felt like the only, mm-hmm. they not respecting us, and the only way they're gonna respect us is if we start taking their lives mm-hmm. and taking their kids. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if something happened to one of mine, I'm going off. That's where it's going. It's going straight up. I'm not up waiting on no investigation. Fuck I'm all not that let, bullshit. No. No. 
And my mom, and that's the crazy thing. My mom sent me a text the next day, and this is the shit I hate because my mom ain't racist, and she taught me like your grandmother taught you. Mm-hmm. And my mom wouldn't my care if I dated, yeah. And my mm-hmm. mom wouldn't give a shit if oh, if I dated a white woman. But what she will tell me is she'd be like, like she called me this morning. She said. I don't want that to happen to you. That mm-hmm. was right across the street. Across and the street. and I, what did I tell you? Because normally when you know I'm coming upstairs, you unlock your door. I, unlock the door, I said, yeah. don't even do that for me no more. Yeah. Leave the door locked. Because, and, and, and the funny thing about it is the night that old boy got killed, I woke up the next morning to like 30 texts and, me- text and messages where people were like, hey, are you all right? Was that you? Mm-hmm. Because all they said was a black business, a uh, black entrepreneur was mm-hmm. shot and killed. They didn't give no names at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I remember hearing the story and I told you, I said, I guarantee it's a white cop and a black person mm-hmm. because every time something like this happens, they don't give the names. Yeah. They gave the name of the guy, but they are still yet to give the name of the white woman who did it. Oh, they it. gave it. They finally gave mm-hmm. it? What is her name? A- it's Amy. Please look that shit up. Gaia or something. So that was her name? Yeah. So I saw that, but I yeah. didn't know if that was her. So was that her in the picture with him that they saw they later? They were saying that that's not her in the picture. It's so many different. It didn't look like him. I'm going to be honest. It didn't that's look like I him. That's why I said so, social media is trying to solve the case because we don't have enough details. To, to, for <laughs> to them to fucking on. solve it. And that's what uh, Sean, uh, Botham John mom was saying she was like just tell us what the mm-hmm. fuck happened and like, I'm why just, is it taking 72 hours that's enough time to embellish and rewrite a whole nother exactly. fucking story and, and you this know, guy's you not know here to speak that for the police, since she's a police officer she I feel like they trained them beforehand what to say the when police is the biggest situations. game the police is the biggest game let me tell you this another historical fact if you want to know where policing came from go look in the history go look it up and say where did policing come from? Mm-hmm. Policing came from back in the slavery times where when black people tried to run, they wanted to put white men on to police and keep them or they from didn't running. Like seeing us gather. Gathered together, which is the same shit here in 2018. If black dudes are gathered at a corner store talking, mm-hmm. uh, I've been I've been that guy. Police will roll up and be like, what are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. Nothing, just sitting up here talking. You can't stand out here and talk. Nigga, does it say a sign that we say we can't commune exactly. and talk? No gathering. Yeah, no gathering, <laughs> but they get us together and they break us up. It's almost like they don't like seeing us connected. Mm-hmm. And some of you black dumbass motherfuckers are still out here tearing down your own fucking people not empowering and employing people because they I tell people I all the time like, go ahead I know I just said I feel like it's going to get worse because I feel like where we are right now as we a people nah, we gotta do better no I'm just saying we have to do better but also there's so much advancement among us like so so many of us are starting to come together and starting yeah. to like work together on a grander scale yeah so I feel like it's going to get worse because they're recognizing this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They know it. Mm-hmm. They see it. That's why I say it's so important for black people to stick together, to back each other, to support each other. Mm-hmm. That's why I say it, it's small, but reading agreements to make sure that everything is understood. Mm-hmm. Understanding that all we want, especially here if you fucking with Robert's Media Group, we want the best for you. Mm-hmm. Whether you white or you fucking black, you're not reading the contract and you're not doing certain things, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Because somebody's going to fuck your ass one day. Exactly. So it's just it's best to learn it here at home. And black owned businesses, we have to do better. We have to do better at making what it is that we want to do. Be more concise. Have mm-hmm. your shit together. Be on time. Mm-hmm. Not to be funny, we had a uh, we were supposed to do a show yesterday. Yeah, I hate we didn't get to do it. But... I really hate because I was so excited to do it. Mm-hmm. And not to be funny, I, I, like I told you guys, I'm recovering from being sick. But I only went because of one person on there. Not just one person, but I'm cool with one person. You know and what I'm I saying? was nervous about you even getting out the house because you have been sick yeah. or whatever. And it got and worse for last me, night. I canceled my plans yeah. to be there. So the fact that we didn't get to, you know, be on. Yeah. 
it was kind of you know and i love this show disheartening like i literally love this show i wanted to be on this looking show and forward i looking it. forward to the shit but it's I knew like it was gonna be some crazy like they was gonna have some crazy shit for us yeah. i knew it but this is the thing too though <laughs> when scheduling gets bad because the reason we didn't make it is because of scheduling and not even all on them but we, yeah we were there but this is what you have to do but we ended up waiting so long that we had to leave yeah but this is what you have to do we've had situations and this is about this is for all podcasts mm-hmm. things are gonna happen if you have mm-hmm. a two-hour slot and you're going to interview two people, mm-hmm. and we've had it happen. If it starts at 6.20, then that means your interview for the first one needs to be 40 minutes yeah. or 30 minutes. And in an interview anyway, as an interviewee, you're supposed to ask the que- interviewer to the interviewee, you mm-hmm. ask the question, and you let that person talk. It's all about that person anyway. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs more than 30 minutes to fucking talk unless it's fucking uh, 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 icon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it should have been one of those things where you get it done within 30 to 40 minutes and mm-hmm. then you be ready for us because it looks bad. No later bad. than 10 or like 15 minutes. 15, yeah, it looks bad most. on you at that point. Yeah, because when I'm sitting when I'm sitting somewhere and for one, I got we got there 10 minutes early. We so did. you factor in the, the 15 10 minutes that we got minutes, there actually, early. 15. Yeah, 15 minutes early. Um, and then you factor in the 30 minutes that we were That's sitting there waiting. An wait. And you just sitting there and you like, okay. And then you and then I think it's about how we start to look at ourselves. Yeah. So all for all young aspiring business owners and people who want to be in business and those who are in business, even mm-hmm. if it's not making five hundred thousand or a million or two million or grossing that much money a year, mm-hmm. if you don't view yourself as a CEO or a business owner, nobody's gonna respect you as such. And I tell and people I don't know any CEO that's, that's sitting around waiting around for thirty <laughs> minutes for their employee or employer to come to them and say, Hey, we're ready now. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck? You the employee, I, you should be waiting on me. Yeah. And, I had and a we don't even have that ego. No, I had a situation that happened um, earlier this week. You know, I was catching up with some old friends. And when we were out, just the, the behavior of the group. Yeah. Um, I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? This is not for me. Not for me. Yeah. Like back in the day, it's like I've always been different. But back in the day, I was able to kind of just go along with certain things yeah. just because I'm like, you know what? This person is cool. Like I'm just going to. But I was literally sitting there and I was like. Don't subject and then yourself to bullshit. I asked myself and I said, are you getting a little bit out of, you know, ahead of yourself? Nah. And I was like, no, because you moving in a different direction. Boo, you want so, more in life. Yeah. And this it's is okay. not for you anymore. It's okay to want And it's more okay to say that. My mom told me a long time ago. I remember we used to hang out with these people. and All they wanted to do was go to Glorious and drink. They wanted to go to the same place every time mm-hmm. because of drink. And if, if this is the, the time that cheap. I want to go to Glorious, then I'll, I'll hang hit out with you that up. person. And my mom told me, she said, you have to learn to compartmentalize your friends uh-huh. and put them in certain categories. If you have your ritzy friends that you really don't want to hang out with, you go, mm-hmm. when you feel ritzy and you want to do something, you have that group exactly. of friends. When you want to do some hood shit or ratchet shit, you have those ratchet we friends. we all had those moments. We all like, have I look them. forward to a ratchet good Hell time. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then if you want to be that person in the middle, which I feel like I am, mm-hmm. where I can do either or, I can, you know, streamline yeah. where I'm at, then you bring people to you. Exactly. And you lead that crowd. Mm-hmm. And my mom taught me that, and I was like, you know what? That's dope shit, ma. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. So black-owned businesses, man, be on time, be professional, mm-hmm. and go from that. It was, a, it was a person that was working with us on our event who was very unprofessional, and I haven't heard from him since then. Maybe because they heard something I said, which I don't care because this is the thing about yeah. my podcast. I've, I've had people who hear me talk about other people on the podcast without saying No, no, no. Listen, though. I've, had, I've heard other people hear me talk about people, and they think it's funny. Mm-hmm. I don't never use a name, mm-hmm. but when they drop the ball and then it comes their turn oh, yeah. for me to talk about them, they have, they get in their feelings. Yeah. And it's like, how are you going to laugh at somebody else when I use them as an example on the podcast? And now it's your, t- nigga, if I'm doing something wrong, call me to the carpet. Mm-hmm. You do that shit all the time. You did it on the, you've done it on the podcast mm-hmm. several times and you don't hear me say, oh, that's fucked up. I just be like, you know what? You was right. Yeah. Because as an adult, you know, when you dropped the ball, mm-hmm. but you, what happens? And one thing that's bad in life is to foster negative bullshit, mm-hmm. letting people slide on all the negative things they do, yeah. never calling them out on the things they do. Well, you, you are creating 
bad behavior for that person. Too. You're subjecting yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, we gotta get we, we press for time. I know you gotta go somewhere. I see you so, looking at your, your your clock. What what you got? What you want to talk about now? So the last thing I wanted to talk about with regards to business, because okay. um, I I work with a lot of different people. Yes, you do. And I have noticed that when it comes time to setting like different meeting times, different meeting dates, yeah. places, um, most men kind of defer to me. <sighs> And I really get tired of that because I make a lot all of decisions, decisions, a lot of big business, decisions business all for your kids, the business time. for yourself, business, a manager at work. And sometimes I just want somebody to tell me, hey, be here at this time, yep. at this place, do this. And not even just in business, even in my friendships. A lot of times people, they'll reach out to me and they're like, hey. Can I say I this wanna... one time? Black men, black women are not your mothers. <laughs> God, please. Black women tell, are not your motherfucking again. mothers. I talked to a homegirl in DC <laughs> and she said she went to the homie run event, uh-huh. like the play in DC. Yeah. Shout out to him. I'll yeah, be there. Uh, I we'll wanna be go. There. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna say, damn, you leaving me out. Nah, we're we'll not be a partner there. no more. We'll be there on the 22nd. But it's crazy because <laughs> she said that I heard this black guy and he was like, women, black women need to learn to be more nurturing. And he was like, I think women we with are kids. The most nurturing. Yeah, but he said, I think women with kids are more nurturing, but he wasn't even in a relationship with that woman no more. So it was like, what the yeah, fuck happened? It doesn't matter. A black woman is not your motherfucking Man. Get this. He's not in a relationship, but he thinks women with kids are more nurturing. But then when you in a relationship, you say, Oh, it's a problem. Yeah. Because she got kids yeah. and she's too nurturing to yeah. her kids. To her kids. So yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But I just want somebody, like, even with my friends, when they're like, Oh, I want to hang out. Well, where should we go? What should we do? Why can't As you take man. me and say, Hey, this is what we're doing, and, and I just want to bring my black ass and bring and be here at the. That's what was so dope about yesterday's podcast. That's what I was looking forward to the most. Just walking in, sitting down, having a conversation, not having Without to create having content, to not having to hear you because a lot like you know we've been putting in a lot of work. So yeah. now you're to the point where like I don't want to feel like doing this anymore. So we just get to walk in, sit down, talk, have a good time, and that's it. Yeah. We be out. Yeah. I don't feel like because I'm the person too that makes a lot of decisions, and me and you, we that go back and forth. That's where we bumped heads. Yeah, a we defer. Bit. Yeah, because it was like I'm a leader, you're a leader, and we tried to defer. We never really deferred to each other, yeah. and when we tried it, sometimes it just didn't work. Yeah. But men, again, <laughs> black men, because I don't know what white men do. I can't speak for white men, but oh, white I, men just gonna tell you what to do and expect you to behave your ass wherever. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. And but I, I try to tell it's, black it's men make that mo- make that motherfucking decision, black men. Yes. Say, all right, I'll be. I mean, not to be funny, we had another situation where you were trying to cater. I was just sitting back watching the emails, and you were trying to cater to a client and or an employee. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, uh, listeners. <laughs> And you were like, well, <laughs> let's do it on this date. And the person was like, I can't do it on that date. And then you were like, well, let's do it. And then that so person So why was don't like, you give me a date? Yeah. And then you were like, well, can we do it on this date? And you, he was like, oh, I can't do it on so that date. So at this point, I'm like, why don't you give me a date so that works for you? He and gave I'll a let date you know. that was too far for me because this needed to be handled because we are about timeliness. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even that. It was like, okay, well, now you picked your date. Then it was like, well, can you meet me halfway? Like, we're doing you a favor. Mm-hmm. So I jumped in and I was like, yo, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it on this day at this time. It's going to be a phone call. We're not meeting. You need to call her at this time. Get that shit resolved. Yeah. I wasn't even being whatever, but it's like, I'm a businessman. Yeah. I like to be concise. And if me being concise hurts your feeling, then boo, whoop de fucking do. And I think that's the part that I'm really starting to understand because I'm, I can't I'm deal a good with it, person man. in nature. So uh, quite naturally, I just want to make sure. But where has being nice every, gotten us? Well, it's gotten me far. It's gotten I both of us that, far, but it's, but it's a lot of the, headache. The higher that. that you go, you have to kind of be a little bit more assertive, which is something that I'm stepping into. Yeah. And, and it feels pretty damn it. good. And I see you doing it. Like, and you used to be like, Anthony, you a dick. Now you'd be like, I see why you kind of did yeah, that I'd shit. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. And if you don't like that, fuck you. Yes. 
And you have to be like that because I feel like if you're too nice, people will push you. Mm-hmm. I remember you worked at a corporate job in downtown like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And you was like, it was a white lady. And you were like, she always tells me I'm a great worker. I'm a great oh, leader, yeah. but I need to and be more assertive. And what I needed to do. And then when I started being more assertive with her, she, she didn't, didn't like, like that it. shit. She didn't she like was, that shit. It was almost like she wanted me to be assertive with everybody else but except her. for her. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is something that you... But at what point do people take themselves out of their own feelings? Mm -hmm. One thing that is a turnoff for me in business is men who are too emotional. Yes. Like men who are reading in between the lines and men who are like, ah, I didn't know if they were talking about me. Like, nigga, come talk to me. Come ask me. I think it's worse when it comes from men, but I think that's both men and women. It is, but as a man, you should be able to come to me and say, because I know for me, if I have an issue, if I have a generalized issue, I'm going to make a generalized issue. Like post Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying But if I got something for you I'm gonna come directly to you Exactly If you feel like What I'm saying is about you Then like we said a long time ago A hit dog gonna holler Mm -hmm. So you just hollering right now And I hope the rock one too big Yeah That's where we at with that (laughs) Colin Kaepernick Before we get up out of here man I wanna say salute to Colin Kaepernick Salute to Nike And Why I do understand some of the I, I don't understand it But I understand it I feel like Colin Kaepernick gets a lot of hate because people are like, well, people have been trying to do this fight for a long time. Why is he blown up? Well, it we, doesn't matter. We At all, this point, is he getting the, word, the point across? He's getting the point across, mm-hmm. and also he's doing it for everybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he sacrificed himself. And he, the white dude. Lot, like what he loves to do. He, he he sacrificed a lot. And for mm-hmm. the people who say he didn't, I mean, yeah, he was a he he, he went from being a starter to being on the bench. Mm-hmm. Okay, he did, but he still lost a lot of money. The money he was making in the NFL, he's never gonna make that on a regular and job. And he's been giving so much. Like so he much. lost money, but he's still giving. He did the ten thousand dollar match where he was Mid- giving something to people. Yeah. You know, he done mentored. He's like he's putting himself at risk. He's got he wasn't getting death threats in football. Mm-mm. He getting death threats now. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend get death threats. Mm-hmm. He's risking something. Yep. And black people have to understand that just because you did the same thing and it didn't blow up as much. Unfortunately, he has notoriety. Mm-hmm. Not unfortunately. Fortunately, he has notoriety. Yep. And he's talking to people who don't have a voice. And if you were doing voice, it really for the cause, it wouldn't You wouldn't, wouldn't matter. give a fuck. Yeah. You, you would just be like, okay, let me find a way to support him. Because $10, he, $10.50. Yeah. And, and every time you support somebody, it don't have to be seen or heard. Mm-mm. Just fucking do it. Shout out to Good. LeBron. LeBron creating the LeBron 16s, I think. And he went out into Harlem and New York and found three dope black des- women designers mm-hmm. and allowed them to create his shoe because his whole thing was, I want to give opportunities to people who don't have those opportunities mm-hmm. and a lot of minorities and a lot of minority women don't have those opportunities mm-hmm. so shout the fuck out to LeBron you may not like the, the motherfucker but you gotta have respect been supporting him. the hell out of people on the main stage for, yeah, I, for a for, long time since the dawn of time it's women it's black women's time it's minorities mm-hmm. time and men have to learn to step aside and let that motherfucking shit shine through mm-hmm. I literally hit you up the other day and I said I see the change my nigga and I, re- I respect that shit. I said, and I like that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck all you motherfuckers who was like, oh, she getting locks now because he they used to be together. And now, no. no. This I is her just... own thing. She been battling this shit for four years to yeah. do it because she was, you never had a perm on your hair. You nope. never had nothing. You just had long hair. And mm-hmm. women live through their hair. Mm-hmm. That's why Indy I remade that song a long time ago. I'm not my yeah. hair. Napoli ever after. I just saw the preview mm-hmm. on Netflix with Sonal Lathan. That shit going to be dope. Women, black women, black women. I want to talk to black women because black women do not get the kind of love they deserve. Mm-hmm. I fucking love you beautiful creatures. <laughs> you are not your hair. Mm-hmm. You are not your ass. You are your intellect. 
You are your kindness. You are your hair. You are your heart. Mm -hmm. You are who you are. And whoever the fuck you want to be, you can be that. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to my niece, Zanaya. I'm talking to my little cousin, um, Jemiah. I'm talking to anybody. I'm talking to little Parker. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to all the beautiful young ladies that are in my life that I am an uncle to, a big cousin to, a godfather to. You can be whatever Mm -hmm. you want to be. Arteza, you can. I see you do shit. I told you the other day. I said, nigga, you doing shit. I ain't never even fucking thought I could do. Mm-hmm. And seeing you do them inspire me. Mm-hmm. You came to me the other day and you said, Anthony, I know you used to be like in investing. So help me with this. And I said, I've been out of the game for a year, but I, w- you saw the smile on my face when you started talking about shell companies. I said, look at this motherfucker. Well, I mean, because like, I've done it for go, other people. Girl. I've like, done it for other feel. people, so but I've kind of put yourself? myself on the back burner. So now, I'm, yeah, it's I'm all about putting you. You got to step into what you. I need to step and into. Don't stepping into you make you feel so fucking good. I know. That's why I had to have that moment with myself the other day when to. I was like, "Girl, is you getting ahead of yourself?" I said, "Nah, boo, you good." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I made the model ride your own dick, but I guess rub your own clit sometime. I don't. <laughs> And you got so much fucking. Oh uh, my god! Last episode you so talked about masturbating. In my yeah. <laughs> and then you talk about some. Yeah, I judge myself and I be hollering. It was no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I did not say that. You said something to that extent. Oh my god! I had so many people in my inbox. And I, I was like, when, who knew? When we got out the podcast, I said, "Them niggas supposed to blow your motherfucking who inbox to the knew? moon and back." <laughs> so you got something to say? I'm, I'm no. done. I know you got a meeting. We gotta watch Power. Oh yeah, that is for sure. That's <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to Amara Hardwick. Uh, shout out to to Fifty Cent for yes. coming up with and this I don't shit. Know, this shit is amazing. I don't know. His, I can't remember his real name. Who? But um, Tommy, that's my guy. Oh, I forgot Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I love Tommy. He finally got it together. Yeah. But man, um, sure. Be sure to follow. I, I didn't delete something that I needed to read. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> you can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, pretty much any fucking where that you can stream a podcast. You will find us. Mm-hmm. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, be sure to email us at info at com. Last but not least, be sure to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform that you listen to the podcast on. Like I always tell you guys, we don't care if it's a good review. We don't care if it's a bad review. We want to hear from you. And if you have a business, if you have money, if you have ideas, man, always remember to employ and empower people because there are people looking to do great things in this world and all they're looking for is an opportunity. So if you have a platform like LeBron James, if you have a platform like Colin Kaepernick, like empower and employ these people Mm -hmm. and know that sometimes the work that's being done can't be paid for an actual currency. It may be sweat equity. It may be appreciation. It may be barter systems. You got to be able to understand that money is not the only currency in which you can pay somebody. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, man, always remember the inhale courage to excel success. Artesia, I appreciate you. I love you. You my G. Uh-huh. We're going to ride. We're going to build this shit up. And people, uh, what's the guy's name in California? Dev. Dev. Man, we look forward to seeing you. Uh-huh. The homie Run Major out in D.C. Keep doing yes. your events. Shout out to the homie Naj uh-huh. on the Mind Over Matter podcast. Keep doing your motherfucking thing, bro, because you are growing. You are shining. Jason and Richard Gray, keep doing your thing at Hello at Zumble. And I think it's the GA, Great Area Sports Agency, mm-hmm. GASA. Shout out to you, man, for doing that shit. Shout out to the homie Stephen Cofield, the actor out of New York. Shout out to Jason Alexander, the act, uh, the photographer, photographer, you know, in New York. Like, mm-hmm. shout out to everybody who has helped us, who has, you know, fucked with us. Shout out and, to Poster Boy who do Crystal, what he's done and helped us out. We met them through Jason and Richard Crystal, Crystal. Crystal that we met her in uh, New York. She's on T.I.'s oh, Grand Hustle. She She's is. doing shout her thing. To, man, I've no, been no, no. watching. I've been watching, too. <laughs> shout out to the homie from Texas, Texarkana, Arkansas. 
uh, David Wyatt who's singing yes. the hook on Toby Nickway's song. Um, I'm, I'm dope. dope. Texas yes. stand the fuck up. TK got a lot of talent. My nigga, we hustling out here. We just trying to do our thing. Ten toes down in the motherfucking mud, trying to get it in any way we can. Bobo, big flat, bo, big, big, big. You know what I'm saying? Slap ten on the G. My nigga, if you don't know street terminology, then you ain't gonna understand this shit. So with that being said, my nigga, we hot this bitch. One hundred. Sidelines to the limelight And I shine bright Ice cold bars, Klondike And I never move with the white This ain't blindside, oh Finite, but you feel the spirit Whole flow, shine light, so glow Every lyric sing Coco So most popo, favorite nine Like Rondo, on my glow When I pivot, oh
If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy. And it's May. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitutes. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.